And welcome back to another episode of What is this so yeah Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. My name is Mark Carey, not all together, his media director here in his office. Good afternoon, Mayor. Folks, if you could see the socks Mark has on today, I can't describe it. You know, evidently a Valentine's Day present from your your honey. Yes, that is what love is all about. By wearing the socks that she gave me, I can't believe you put them on. I, well, she said, "Could you please? Do you mind embarrassing yourself?" I said, "She said, we well, just please walk well, into Chris Walker, walk into Chris Walker's office and show him." So I did, because that's what love is about. Giving me the gift, but at the same time, it's about now. I need to explain. It has pictures of hearts on it, black socks, and then pictures of my face all over it. So the hearts were fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we're on a podcast. Late and happy Valentine's People can't day. see it. So uh, how'd you like your Valentine's Day? What'd you do? I didn't do much. Just the, the missus and I hung out. It was very kind. I nice, hear that. Quiet night. It was good. That's I good. like quiet sometimes. Yeah, that's nice. I bet you do because <laughs> you don't have it a lot lately. So let's dig into the issues today, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Today, we're going to talk about the project that's happening right on Furnace Brook. Uh, we've had a lot of calls. Why don't you sort of set the record straight and talk about what this major project is? This all relates to the West Quincy uh, flood control. And some people may remember, if you lived in Alric Road, you'd remember, in March of 2010, we had incredible 10 inches of rain in a 24-hour period, incredible flooding. If you look at the topography of West Quincy, the Blue Hills come down, uh, that part of West Quincy over to Blue Street, Wallace Road, back to Allwork Road, Joyce Road, that whole area, O'Rourke Field, right? That's the center of it. Mm-hmm. That's ground zero. It's like a bowl. So when you have that kind of event and you've got storm drain systems and all, but when they're overtaxed, um, there's no room left. There's nowhere for the water to go. So it starts to back up. So we experienced some, uh, obviously, some major issues back then. We've done a lot of work to, and by the way, that happened before that. Every 20 years or so, it would happen, you know. I remember when I was chief of staff for Sheets and, and Alric Road went under, and I remember going over there and helping folks get into the process. And I, I have a distinct memory because I was over there of this, the one in 2010. Howie and Joan Cavanaugh lived on Alric Road. Great people, really great people. He was the guy that used to walk all around the city, crew cut, muscular guy with the shirt off, great tan. Passed away a couple of years ago, but they took Howie out in, his, in a boat, the fight department, that's how crazy it had gotten over there. Everything was just overtaxed. So we've spent a lot of resources and funds to try to alleviate some of those situations so it doesn't happen nearly as often, and we've done that. Part of that plan was the area between roughly Father McMahon Drive, which is the road that comes out of the back of St. Mary's Cemetery there, and then going north towards the intersection of, obviously, Fairness Brook with Quarry Street, that section in there is, is what people have noticed, and, and I can understand why they've noticed. We've gone in there, removing a lot of invasive species, a lot of dead stuff. and Yeah, the um, trees weren't weren't typical to this area. They were no, invasive the, trees. The, right? the trees that we left are, are good trees. They're native species. They're, they're, they're perfect. Now, we're going to be adding about 50 more trees in there with, wet, with wetland-related yeah. plant species that will survive and thrive with, uh, as we said in the business when I was in the park department, uh, does the plant like wet feet? <laughs> and uh, so the root systems, if, if they like the moisture, this would be perfect for it. So essentially we've taken a portion of the formalized brook out so that granite wall that goes along that stretch, we're removing it 
and we're really allowing the water to flow more freely in there, it will be more of a storage area so that, and it goes down further before it drops back in underground in culverts. It will give us more capacity, if you will. So it's, it's, re-root, it's, it's it rerooting. Not really. It's the same more? area. It's just taken the granite, the formal granite walls out of where it's rooted now. Okay. And for people, it you know, Francesburg comes all the way from West Quincy, the, the foot of the Blue Hills, goes all the way to Black's Creek. Literally, Frenesburg Parkway, it follows along Frenesburg Parkway all the yeah. way down yeah. and comes out by the Armory on the Hancock Street by yep. the Armory and then into Black's Creek. So, uh, you know, Black's Creek is a major part of this program as well. We're going to be looking down the road at um, a dredging Black's Creek. A lot of sediment builds up in there to give us more capacity for flood control. We're in the process of trying to get new tide gates for the uh, Greenberg Bridge on Quincy uh, Shore Drive. People probably don't connect these dots in their head but they're all connected to flood control yeah. from West Quincy all the way down. So if, if you ever go down um, Quincy Shore Drive in a storm event, uh, you'll notice that the creek is pretty pretty good because we shut the gates before the storm event to provide that extra capacity. So when the rains come, it's got mm. somewhere to go. Yeah. Because if the brook comes down and the, and the creek is already jammed full, the brook just backs up, and then all of a sudden you're flooding homes and basements and, and so forth. So yeah. this is a very important piece. It's not all of it. It's a piece of the flood control projects we've been doing and will continue to do to help some of those uh, challenged areas that have dealt with this issue for decades. This isn't the fun, sexy stuff to talk about, but there will be a nice new group of trees going back in there. When that whole Yeah, there'll be new trees and wetland plants put back in that area uh, that would be more conducive to what it will be doing and what it will achieve for for the people of West Quincy. Um, and by the way, you know, those areas over time, it's funny because you, you, no matter what happens, you get, you, get, you get yelled at. So if you looked at that area, drive by it, a lot of down trees, a lot of invasive like poison ivy vines growing up, killing the trees. Uh, it was pretty sloppy in there. We kept the litter and everything out, but it got pretty sloppy in there. So this is a, a very good environmental project in addition to a flood control project. Kind of meets both. Now, people are probably going to drive by and say, okay, you see the south of that Father McMahon Drive, that portion is owned by DCR. And it still looks terrible. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to get them to do their part. Not so much to take the brook out, but to clean up that site and get, at least get rid of the dead wood and the invasive species. So that's a state, obviously, a state authority department, DCR. And this is all backed NBC. by EPA and all that. I mean, this I mean we went through kinds, DEP yeah. and, it, yeah. yeah, all the permitting. It was very, very heavily permitted. So it's, it, you know, yeah, engineers did all the all the calcs on it and, and making it. It's not, it's not the be all end all, but it's a piece to the puzzle of trying to resolve uh, when we have these major crazy uh, storm events to help alleviate the damage uh, for people's homes and property. Okay. So let's move on. That's a great, uh, we appreciate you letting us know what's going on there, but the next issue at hand is really something we're not going to focus so much on the issue because it's in the midst of a, of the ordinance committee in the council, but Let's talk a little bit about the origins of Granite Links and that whole area. There's a lot of different misinformation that's going out there. And if you happen to be watching or at the city council meeting the other night uh, or the ordinance committee meeting before, there were a lot of different opinions on what's happening, what isn't happening. I mean, I think I even heard some things from the councilors that I'm not sure if they were exactly correct. Sure. But interesting to, to kind of go through the beginning, you because you were around in the beginning of this, right? You weren't mayor yeah, at the so, time. But. Uh, Jim Sheets was mayor. I actually chaired the committee, if you will, we put an RFP out for the, for the uh, what was then the dump. Uh, literally, that was yeah. a dump. To see what we could do recreationally 
to provide opportunity for kids, but also open space-wise, how could we create a facility up there that would be open to the public and maybe generate some revenue for the city? Because we were paying hundreds of thousands before that. Yeah, so yeah, when year. the dump closed, and, and, and by the way, going back to my years in the business, I used to use that dump. I mean, I'd go up there. Yeah. I, I, I kiddingly say this, but it's half true. <laughs> One of the favorite times in my life buying a vehicle is buying my first dump truck, so I didn't have to get up in the back of the steak body and shovel it off with the seagulls' uh, droppings coming at you and 90-degree day. So I, I know the history of that site, and it was a dump for many years. So it had to be capped. The city capped it. And then when you cap a dump, there's a couple of things that go on. One is you have a leachate system because the, the, the spill, the leachate that comes out of it, you can control it gets pumped out and, and removed every so often. In addition, you don't want to penetrate the cap. Therefore, you can't have plant materials that grow into trees because what you see going above the ground is what's going on below the ground with root systems. Mm-hmm. And they, if they penetrate and break the cap, then we, we could have challenges. So, so it was a liability. I mean, it was used as a dump for a long time, took care of the city's trash, and it probably could have lasted years had we not, uh, back in the 60s and 70s, just taking everybody's rubbish from everywhere to, to make money on it. Um, mm. But having said that, we put the RFP together. I think we had seven different organizations respond to the RFP. Request for proposal, just for those. Ex- yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. We don't want to get uh, into the weeds, no pun intended. Stuff, but <laughs> it was only one out of the group that did not require or ask for city funding, and that was the O'Connell group. At the time... You know, Mayor Sheets' instruction to me and the committee was, you know, I'm, the city doesn't want to put money into this. This has got to got to work. It's got to happen on its own, et cetera, et cetera. So, so they were chosen for all the right reasons. And at the time, we knew that they were going after the big dig dirt, essentially. Yeah, smart. It was smart. The dirt coming out of the big dig had to go somewhere. Obviously, became the site. They built a ramp in record time nationally, a ramp off the highway, in 30 days. This this was a great project for Quincy and Milton, but also saved the taxpayers of Massachusetts literally hundreds of millions of dollars as well because the closest place they were going to ship it to, truck it to, was Chelmsford. So when you look at Quincy versus Chelmsford, the truck trips you could get in in a day, Quincy back to the big dig was is, was pretty efficient. So many reasons for it being a good thing back then, by the way. Those quarries were dangerous at the time, weren't they? To fill those quarries, Yeah, most too. of them were filled anyway at the time. The Swingles one was filled a little bit later for, in a different contract with J.F. White. But at the time, suffice to say, there was a lot of questions about whether this could ever happen. Could we get the big dig dirt? Could we make this work environmentally? Um, you know, there, was, there were many people that didn't believe uh, at the time. So... You know, we, we worked through that. People like Steve McGrath was a solicitor, Bernice Mader, God administrative man. assistant. Bob Foy was the auditor. Wow. David Colton was the DPW commissioner. Barry Welch was the rec director. And uh, Ray Catani was the park director. So all of these people were involved in that committee. We reviewed all the documents. We then interviewed. And at the time, you were the executive secretary for the mayor, the chief of staff for the mayor. At the for time. Mayor Sheets at the yeah. time, correct. So I was coordinating the efforts between the city and former Mayor Walter Hannon on behalf of the Quarry Hills Group, which uh, was largely the O'Connells. So, you know, mo- move forward. We get the, the four Little League fields built. We got the soccer field built. We got the obviously the golf course up and running. And now we receive hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in revenue to the city. We also have those fields that our kids can use that they, they pay for the maintenance on, the Quarry Hills Group. So it's it's been a win-win. 
Now, I know that some people resurrected some old conceptuals that maybe somebody said to me, was there a pool that's supposed to go in? I don't ever remember a pool. Um, <laughs> maybe there was one showed somewhere on a, on a plane. I don't know. And there, were talks about, there was talk, a lot of talk about walking trails and stuff. And there was a, certainly a, a feeling that this side of the Blue Hills, a third of the Blue Hills are in Quincy. When mm. you think of the I know. seven or 8,000 acres of Blue Hills, it's, a third of it's in Quincy. It's amazing. So- uh, but getting through the Blue Hills trails, you got to really go to Canton or Milton to get the formal trails. You know, uh, or, those, by the, or by Shea Rink, right? Yeah, there. if you it's go up in the back, yeah, yeah. there's some there's yeah. some connections. But a lot of people aren't aware of those unless you're a real a real Blue Hill trooper. You know, mm-hmm. having said all that, we we thought it made tremendous sense, and I think it's it's been a great thing for the city. You know, if, even if you're not a golf player, the the weddings, the, the the venue that's up there for special events. I mentioned the fields, the kids that play in those. Little League Fields and the soccer field. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful location, and uh, it was a dump. Yeah. What a, you know, the old saying, what a joint. This reminds me of reform <laughs> school. You go up there, you say, yeah. pretty nice for a dump, you know. Yeah. Uh, the Blues, the, the Blue Hill, the vistas to the Blue Hills, the vistas to the Boston skyline, it's remarkable. So at this point, why would you change horses? Why would we play around with that? In my view, they put up all the risk. I mean, they, they being the economy management, I know there's people that, that are jealous of people that are successful. I know there's people that Peter don't O'Connor's like. Peter a Quincy guy. He that, graduated that, Quincy that, High that's School. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Very successful. He built a straight State Street complex in North Quincy, Marina Bay. So they put up literally tens of millions of their own money to do this. They were taking a major risk. The city had no risk. We didn't put a dollar up, which I think is remarkable. And that was that's what Jim Sheets said. I'm not putting any money up for this thing. I want to turn this place into something we can all be proud of, but it's going to be on their dime, not on our dime. And that's what occurred. So it's a first-class golf facility that people enjoy, even if you don't play golf. I know people just rave about going up to the Crossing Nines and sit watching a sunset oh. and maybe having a glass of wine or, or in my case, a root beer. But The restaurant, you know, the weddings, yeah, all the other things. Yeah, it's it's been yeah, a it's terrific. And then, of course, you had the development of the Archstone Apartments and the Q Apartments, those wouldn't happen if it was still a dump, you know? So economically, that, that has been a great, great engine for us, if you will. Revenue a, generator for the city. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's a good program. So I, I certainly, I respect the councils. I respect each of their opinions and certainly want to get all the questions that they may have answered. But I would have no problem down there voting for the 99-year lease. Let's keep it going. Yeah, this is typical of projects this size and this magnitude. I mean, across the country, you have to, they have to know that if they want to build something there, they have to have the commitment. Yeah, the, I mean, the project at the North Quincy T, the Bazudo Apartments, 99 year lease with the T. Yeah, uh, with the state that's typical agency. In, yeah, that's the typical in the business. Yeah. Okay, well, let's, I appreciate you just uh, touching that a little bit. I know it yeah, still no has a little bit of ways to go. Time goes by quickly, I'll tell you, when I start Boy, thinking about all those people that were involved in it and Many of them gone now. You well, know? It's not like you're talking. Well, it's interesting, and I and I didn't really know the details so much about this, but it, it's not like you're we're reading history about it. You were kind of involved in the process, indeed, back in the time. Yeah. So you do understand it was inti- exciting. intimately what it was. Uh, we had twenty seven different iterations of a lease. That's how much negotiation went on back and forth at the time, and then of course, um, Bill Phelan succeeded Jim Sheets. He made some tweaks to things, and uh, and here we are today. So I, I you know. It, the time goes by. It's amazing to me. You know, it's funny. When I was at Discover Quincy back in the, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe when it first started, the planning director at the time was Dennis Harrington, and he gave me something that I thought he thought I'd enjoy. It's a proposal for turning one of those quarries into a hotel that went down into it. It looked like something from a from that the was a Swingles. Yeah, that was a Swingles just, course. Yeah. It was hilarious. It was bizarre. I got to find that. It's pretty interesting. It, it looks like bizarre. a spaceship I underground. I remember that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the Swingle Quarry is the first. When you're coming up the hill on the right-hand side, that would have been the one we had. Um, it was actually, Jim Sheets was mayor. There was a kid by the name of Gooch. It was a last name. He was one of the kids jumping in the quarries. He never came up. He was a Brockton kid. At the time, the decision was made, okay, let's try to drain the quarry down to see if we can find the remains. They were draining, and I mean, this. I, I'm not a big guy in heights. Fire Chief Gorman at the time brought me up to see it, and, and I, I said, that's close enough for me, Chief. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But what had happened when they were draining it, a big section of the granite wall actually caved in and took the pumps and everything and, and knocked them down deeper into the water. And at that time, it was decided... You know, this isn't safe. We we can't take this any further. So yeah. that that has been since filled, the old Swingles Quarry. And actually, there's I think they put a stone up there for the young man who, who died in there. Uh, there were a lot of accidents over the years up there in the quarries, for sure. Yeah, more than we'll ever know. I, I, I was one of those kids who used to jump into the quarry. Okay. And I can't swim, so that was not well, a that smart was brilliant. move. That was brilliant. But I could doggy paddle, and that's but what you I hear to talk about. I remember jumping off the jumping. I didn't the have the gumption to do it. I just didn't. I had some friends that did it, but yeah. uh, I had great respect and fear of the deep water. So yeah, uh, I did it. Like I did it out of pure peer pressure, and that's the only reason why I did it. It yeah. was not. It was not one of the fun things I did as a child. But I do. You know, I have a I have a copy of a Life magazine from nineteen thirty something, and they were doing it back then, and they were running jumping into the quarries back then. But what a place it is! I there. did it back then, and did a belly flop. All the West Quincy would have got wet. And you would have emptied a quarry. <laughs> and I just lost a little bit of money on my check this week. So, hey, Mayor, it's great having you uh, on once again to kind of fill us in. And we'll be talking about all kinds of fun things happening as we... How about uh, the winter we've been enjoying, huh? I mean, this winter? is unbelievable. Winter, what? Yeah, we had that one cold snap day and a couple little, little flurries here and there. But boy, oh boy, this has been great. Everybody listening right now is saying, don't say it. Don't talk about it. It's going <laughs> to... We're trying to hold the snow off, but uh, we have it. The snow has held off, so it's been a beautiful winter. So... Uh, again, Mayor, thank you very much for uh, filling us in on those couple of issues. We'll see you next week with another. Throw those socks out, Mark. That's right. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>